This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode 55 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today we have a treat. We have Gail Capotis. Now, Gail is the owner of Seacoast Interiors. Gail, welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we're uh, we Gail and I were just talking off uh, camera or off microphone, and we're both having a crazy busy Monday, which is so so awesome. That yeah, yeah, yeah. So, tell us what's keeping you busy, Gail. What's going on at Seacoast Interiors? Well, I mean, the good news is that most of the clients I work with this time of year are remotely, anyways. Uh, where most people have ventured back to their summer homes um, because a lot of my clientele is based on season seasonally. So I do do a lot of work remotely and a lot of the work that was shut down two months ago pretty much is, is back up and running now. We're able to do construction. We're able to have my crews in uh, places. So things are going along gangbusters now, which yeah. is a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're talking about construction and all that, you know, specifically. Remodeling. A lot of remodeling I do. Either people are right now deciding if they're going to remodel or they're going to buy new. And Mm. if they buy new and some new construction, then we go to that phase, which is basically furnishing the home instead of remodeling the home. So I do both. Wow. Wow. That's, That's awesome. So how did you get into this business? Well, I started my background in is in um, floral design, of all things, and I've always owned flower shops early on in my career, and it just started from there. I mean, my studio that I had back in Ipswich, Massachusetts, I it was a huge um, flower shop that I turned it into an antique store as well as a design studio, and it just took off from there and I kind of got out of the flower end of it, even though it's still my first love. And I continued to do design and then I moved here to Naples, Florida 22 years ago and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. And you've developed an awesome Naples accent. I love the dialogue. Yeah, isn't that great? Straight out of Boston and Brooklyn from where my mom was from. So it's a weird accent that just doesn't just doesn't go away. <laughs> what a combination. That's great. Yeah. Uh, well, how about, Gail, any uh, myths in your industry that you can share and dispel? Yeah, um, the biggest one is that people think when they hire a designer, first of all, that they can't afford it. And that's a big you know, myth because how many times have I taken jobs that people have tried to do something themselves and they were out of the element and they had to call me in to do repair work, which basically costs them again. So that's number one. But the biggest one is that somehow everybody's home is going to come out out in a design that is my style. And the biggest thing I have with people, and I try to explain to them, is that you can have whatever you want. I'm just going to guide you. I'm going to be the facilitator to guide you to make it look good, but it's going to scream you, not me, because you might hate my house. So why would I just make everybody have a copy copy of myself? So I can basically pull out of them how they're going to use it, what's the home look like up north, because let's do something totally different, because this is your place to come and unwind, relax, 
head to the beach. So it's, it's definitely the misconception that people can't have a home that they're going to feel comfortable in. Yeah, that's a real good point. You know, it, it, it's probably uh, very easy to think, oh, that designer's just going to put me in the standard box. Right. It's going to look like a model home that nobody lives yeah. in. Yeah. And yeah. as much as you want that feel for when you go in that everything is put together and you look like you knew what you were doing, you want to also make it that it is basically ready for a family, you know, husband, mm -hmm. wife, grandchildren, pets. And mm -hmm. constant, like, as we know, when we live down in Southwest Florida, we have lots of people coming down here to visit. So <laughs> you want to make it that it's user friendly, basically, but yeah. you don't have an air of sophistication. Yeah, yeah, real, real good point. Uh, so how about when you're not working in the business? What are you doing for fun? Um, well, before or after COVID, let's say. Um, mm -hmm. Before was I traveled. And actually, this Thursday, we were supposed to be leaving for the Greek islands. for some oh. And obviously, that's not happening. Well, that's happening next May. And as I'm, you know, I'm going regardless. And what we don't do, because what I do is where I work, pretty much 52 weeks a year. I do take two, two and a half weeks to go to Europe every year. Last year, this week I was in Italy. Um, and we, that's what I try to do. I still work while I'm away because I can't help but My assistant does take over. But when I'm able to travel, I will again, or spend time with our grandchildren in, you know, in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, or visit my daughter who's in LA, um, going after her career in music. Or the biggest thing is we play tennis every day. So that is my uh, big thing is that we do play tennis every day and just entertain. Wow. And uh, your daughter, where in L.A. is she? She's in Long Beach. Okay. Okay. I actually, she's a singer, songwriter, music teacher. Trying to find a fortune. So she's, you know, doing well for herself. Yeah. 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 So, we have uh, two kids that are in L.A. So uh, right. I lived out there for... Uh, on if you've been to Manhattan Beach, I lived there Absolutely. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, love great it. place. So yeah, uh, so that's you know story of my family. I have a son who's an architect in Boston, a daughter-in-law who's an interior designer, another daughter who's an interior designer, and then a mechanical engineer for a son-in-law. Wow, and a scientist who doesn't fit into the art segment of our life. Ha, ha. How about your your favorite place to uh, visit? If you, if you could jump on a plane tomorrow and go somewhere, where would it be? I'll be back to Italy. My my dad came over here when he was five years old, hmm. and I that's a place that I hold near and dear to my heart. Last year, this week, when we were there, we actually went to my father's village where he was born, and I brought some of his ashes since he passed away a few years ago and never got to go back. I would move to Italy in a heartbeat. Wow. It's my favorite place on the whole world. Yeah, yeah. I've never been there, but that definitely in the top of my list. Yeah, it's just, wow. um, yeah, it's, you know, we're in a different world now, and hopefully yeah. somehow normalcy can come back next year. Yeah, yeah. Heck, next month. Forget about next year. Oh, no, well, yeah. <laughs> we did the Greece trip to September, and then we I want it tomorrow. We did, well, I wanted that. I know. So we pushed it to next May. And we're the kind of people that don't plan trips a year in advance. Yeah. We're the three months before we go people planners, since I never know what's going on with my business. So for yeah. me to say, oh, my God, I planned this trip now to Greece, where my husband's family's from, next May, it feels like a lifetime from now. Yeah. The older yeah. you get, you don't want to push things out a year. You know? Yeah. No, not at all. How about the... 
hardships. Uh, we're defined by them. You know, it helps us grow. Uh, not fun going through them, but you know, we get on the other side some way, somehow. What comes to mind, Gail, from a hardship standpoint that you're able to rise above? Well, I mean, when everything shut down, so did my income for, you know, a good month because there was, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. Um, in between all this, I had a grandson, a new grandson five weeks ago that is in Boston, which is mm -hmm. one of the hottest hit. And I can't go hold him and see him. All the, you know, FaceTimes and pictures in the world isn't going to get me to hold him yet. So mm -hmm. things like that just make you appreciate things, you know, a lot more. I mean, my daughter in California has learned a new skill set. She gives voice and piano lessons on Zoom, something mm -hmm. that she never would have thought was even capable of not having that person in front of you. I mean, yeah. I was blessed because I do do a lot of remote work and clients aren't in town, a lot of FaceTime, a lot of internet work. So I acclimated to it. But the first month, people were still scared and nobody wanted to do anything about thinking about spending money, doing anything. And now it's like they've opened up the gates into heaven because everybody is back wanting because I think they spend so much time in their homes. Everybody wants now their home to be perfect, which is a plus plus for me. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, yeah. And be You're grateful really for what you have and your health. And just, you know, that's all you can be grateful for at this point. Yep, yep, yep. Good, good point. So, Gail, if there was one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company, Seacoast Interiors, what comes to mind? What would that be? It's basically a one-stop shop. I have, for 22 years, been through many flooring people, painters, and the crew that I have put together has been my crew of people for the last 12 years. And when a client says to me, oh, do you have somebody? I Either I say, I got a guy for that. I've got a gal for that. And it's just nice because you have to have that trust because mm -hmm. I am going into their home with people they don't know and making their homes beautiful without them being here. So mm -hmm. if, you know, that has been the number one thing that I think people should know that it's something, you know, that you have to trust the person. Yep. And I think that, you know, with all the different sites out there that you can check up on somebody, it's great that you can have your reviews out there that people can check on you and definitely talk to other people and get, you know, get some feedback from them. So that's really been, you know, something yeah. that's important. So for all those listening that are uh, tired of being in their home and now understand maybe there's something more that they can do with their home, how can they... Uh, get a hold of you. Where should we send them? Well, they can come to my they can come to my email, seacoastinteriors at yahoo.com. They can check me out on Instagram at seacoastinteriors, Facebook seacoastinteriors, seacoastinteriors.com or my phone number which I get 239-287-0769. I offer a free um, consultation. And right now they are, most of them are doing them online. I do venture out um, with a mask and gloves if I have to, but for the most part, um, that's, you know, there's all different ways to get a hold of me. You can find Seacoast Interiors on um, House. I have a profile on House and, you know, on Home Advisor. So there's all different ways to get a hold of me. Dang. All the answer. Right. <laughs> that's great that's great well gail really appreciate you carving out time on your busy monday and i uh, really enjoyed the conversation oh, and 
Yeah, yeah, and look forward to it. Maybe I'll I'll see you in the Greek islands next year or in Italy at some point yeah, in the future. Hopefully. So, <laughs> about, so. All right, well, you take care. Thank you. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.